What's up, guys? Welcome to Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying, the podcast that helps aspiring bosses go from nine to fives to seven-figure CEOs. I am your host, Asia Abstin, former bartender turned serial entrepreneur and coach to over 2,000 students. And I am on a mission to help you manifest your dream life, 10X your salary, and step into every room like you own the place. Each week, my guest and I will cover everything money, business, and mindset related to push you to be your absolute best self. You will also be getting financial literacy tips, game-changing perspectives, and passive income plays to impact your confidence and your bottom line. You'll learn how to work smarter, not harder, stop sleeping on your own potential, and climb the success ladder cocktail in hand. Are you ready? Let's get it. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Get Rich or Get Drunk Trying podcast. Prepare your edges, glue your lashes down (laughs) tight because the coach's coach is in the building, the one and only Christy Jackson Muhammad, aka Women's CEO Project. Hi. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. I know that you are a global uh, phenomenon, so it is a miracle to get you to sit down for 45 (laughs) minutes. But, you know, Get Rich Crew, I don't mess around. I'm in them DMs. I'm in them emails. I'm in the live stream. Like, so when are we booking this? What are supposed to do? (laughs) Like, you can't say that you didn't know I wanted you on the show because I am showing up. I'm showing out. I'm getting the people in the comments to help me, like Mm -hmm. whatever I need to do, I do. So when I tell my audience, be aggressive, don't stop until somebody tells you no, I mean it. And Christy is a live example of that. I'm so, so thrilled to have you. I think my entire audience knows you, but just in case they don't, give them a little background on who Christy is and how you launched Women CEO. Okay, cool. So I started Women CEO Project almost 12 years ago. But going even further than that, I've been an entrepreneur for 19 years as of February 3rd. Triple OG. February 3rd. <laughs> I've been pre-Instagram, before the gram, before social media. I was out here hitting the pavement as an entrepreneur for 19 years. And I started off in Houston in real estate. Okay. And so... Became a realtor, was a broke realtor like most realtors. The average realtor in the U.S. makes about $19,000 a year. Wow. I was one of those. Don't look at HGTV. Yeah, they lying. Don't look at million dollar listings. They lying. You know, (laughs) they pulled a small percentage of people out. Most of these people are broke, okay? (laughs) I'm dead. I went to real estate school, got my license and never used it. I said, oh no, this ain't for me. Mm-mm. It was a no for me too. So I feel you. Okay. So broke real estate agent. What happened next? Broke, broke agent. And um, I was looking for more like tangible information. So by the time I, I was a realtor for about five years, I already had a master's and my first degree is in computer engineering. And then my second degree is uh, business. I got an MBA. And I specialize in international business and marketing. 
And I was number two in my class. How did you even go from international business and marketing to real estate? Now, I did real estate before even grad school. So I was already in real estate. Oh, yeah, okay. I was already okay. Gotcha. In. All right. Gotcha. Yeah. Not the other way around. I'm like, that don't make no sense. Okay. I'm with you. Gotcha, babe. I'm thinking that, I'm thinking that grad school was going to help me be a better businesswoman. Absolutely not. Being a better businesswoman, you don't need school. That's just me. I know that people are going to argue with me about that. You don't need to go to school. Not my audience. You don't need to go to school. Not my audience. They- don't waste money. Don't get student loans. Thank you. Skip. Thank you. Somebody going to get mad. Skip school. Thank you. You can, you're going to learn more about business by doing business. Period. Period. Doing the business. Exactly. I say that all the time. I am a college dropout and proud because what I figured out was college a biz- college is a business first. I can educate myself. I can get, especially in 2022, where there is a course and a YouTube and a class and a book and a free library everywhere. Everywhere. You can educate yourself and do on-the-job training and be an apprentice, 10x learn on-the-job training what you would that's theoretically happening in a book. Unless you want to be a doctor or judge, a lawyer, skip school. school. Christy told y'all, and she got all the paperwork behind her name. I have two degrees. They don't listen to me because I don't have no paperwork. I have two degrees, and I'm telling you to skip school. (laughs) And she still told (laughs) Skip school. Don't get them student loans. I love it here. Because it's going to hurt you in business because you're going to start off with all this baggage behind you. It is too much information out there. If you know you want to be an entrepreneur, which kids are learning at an earlier age, skip school. But that's just me. I didn't I didn't skip school. I went to grad school, graduated with 3.9, number two in my class. Like I came, I did it, but I was disappointed because I was like, now where's the money? Plus I had learned more on the street. Keep in mind, I was in real estate before grad school. So I learned more hitting the pavement with real estate in just day-to-day transactions than grad school. So I'm like immediately in the middle of grad school, I'm knowing that this is a waste, but let me continue. Okay, finished grad school. I'm still a realtor. Um, I decide to get agents and everything. I still don't have that business knowledge that I want though. Mm -hmm. I need that tactical, practical SOP systems. Step-by-steps. I need all of that. I didn't find anyone uh, offering it. So in Houston, I pull out all of the associations, all of the chambers of commerce, all the associations. I go to every single one for uh, business, every single one that they had for business, every single one that they had for women specifically. I went to every one. It took me a little over a year to hit them all. Okay. And by August, I remember I went to the last one and two things happened. Number one, I scraped up all the money to go to this event because these events cost money. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm scraping up the money to go to these events. I'm still a broke realtor. And number one, they clicked up. Ah, gotcha. In the event, the woman woman clicked up. And I'm like, how is this good for a brand new person? They're not open to welcoming new people. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yes. I was a guest. When they say guest, raise your hand. I'm a guest. But you guys are clicked up. That's not a good environment for growth, especially not for women. Right. And then number two, we scrape, well, I scraped together the money to go. And the business portion of this business event was a sponsor who had paid to talk about their business. And so she was talking about insurance. She was pitching you something. Mm-hmm. She was pitching. So I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So I didn't put together this last little bit and we are still not talking about how to run a business. 
And I'm getting nothing out of this. That's the night I started Women's CEO Project. Oh, wow. I literally came home that day. I didn't really, I didn't know if I was going to keep the name or not. I'm like, I don't know, Women's CEO Project. I opened up a meetup page. And when I tell you that it's bad timing, I mention this because everybody talks about timing. You know, when is the perfect time to do this? When's the perfect time to do that? It's no perfect time. I'm leaving to go. Right. The perfect time is yesterday. Yes. <laughs> Yesterday is the perfect time. I'm leaving to go halfway across the world for five weeks and onboarded three new team members today. You know, there is. Oh, that's correct. Now that is some crazy timing. There is no perfect time. When I started Women's CEO Project, so many things were happening. Number one, my mother has brain cancer. And I got got serious stuff going on. Number two, I'm now a broker. And I have real estate agents in my office. And real estate agents, when you're a broker, if they make a mistake, the lawsuits say Jackson Realty and Investments first and then their name because I'm responsible. Okay. Gotcha. So I have agents who are like, you know, doing different things in the office. And I just got a brand new office that cost me, okay. Entirely too much money. Mm-hmm. I started Women's CEO Project the day after I moved into that office. That's wild. I moved into that office August 30th. I started Women's CEO Project August 31st of 2010. So the timing was bad, yes. But when you're determined to make something work, you make it work. Mm-hmm. No excuses. That is how I started Women's CEO Project. I was not finding what I was needing out here in these Houston streets. There was no business information, nothing tangible, nothing practical. No, no, do this, 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 this. This is a good way to do a marketing plan. This is a good way to build your business model. None of that was out here. Okay. And so that's why I started it. That's how the company started. That is epic. Um, I think get, get Rich Crew what I want you guys to hear and take away from that. And I say this all the time. Is the perfect time to do it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. The second, per- the second best time to do it is today. Yep, it's never going to be the right time. Mm-hmm. Uh, furthermore, Christy could not find what she needed. She looked and she couldn't find it, so she built it. Mm-hmm. Stop waiting for these opportunities to show up on your doorstep or for somebody else to do the thing. Maybe it's meant for you to do the thing, but you won't know that unless you try. So that is a massive message. I love, 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 love that. I would say that from knowing you and following you and stalking your page, (laughs) your passion is to help women make more money, like mostly service providers and coaches. Why do you think women entrepreneurs struggle so much to like set their prices properly, raise their prices and hit those big numbers? It's about a million reasons. But one of them is because we're taught to not seek money. You know, oh, you have enough. Oh, you you shouldn't you shouldn't desire more. You're being greedy. But then men are taught to go for it and go after it. That doesn't align it at all. Yeah, that doesn't align with today. Okay, it doesn't align with today because that aligns more with women who were getting married at 15 and 16 and 17. That doesn't align with women getting married and dying at 35. Exactly. (laughs) The the average like the life expectancy was like forty. Yes, the average woman now is getting married. We living to a hundred now, y'all. What are we gonna do? Yes, and she's getting married in her thirties. The average woman through e- either race, any race, she's getting married 
somewhere in her 30s. So what you going to do uh, leading up to take care of yourself until you get married, if that's what you want to do, because you don't have to get married. But amen. You know, I, I feel like so many women are taught not to seek money. My annual conference, Asia's already mentioned, it's called Global Power Tour. Global Power Tour, I've been doing it now since 2016. And one of the first questions I asked the attendees, one of the first questions I asked the attendees is how much money they want to make in the next 12 months. This was my second tour date. This is the only second time I've done it now, right? This is 2017. I'm in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And we have a smaller group. It's like 25 women in there. And I asked this question. And one lady in the back breaks out crying. And for me, I'm like... Already? We, we on question number one. We on question number one. She breaks out crying. And I'm just like, ooh, how do I handle this? You know? Sheesh. She, she went deep on me. She said... She felt like if she asked for more than what she had, that God would feel like she was not appreciative. Now, at that time, that was... Ooh, yowza. That's some religious guilt. At that time, that was the first time I had heard that before. You wouldn't believe how many times I've heard something like that since then. Since. You know, that one just threw me. So many women feel like first... They should not ask for more money. That's first. Number two, we don't have enough self-confidence. We can't make any moves without finding out who's going to be there, checking the temperature of everybody in the room right. before we make a move. <laughs> What's everybody wearing? <laughs> what, 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 what are we all doing? You know, We don't yeah. know how to make moves and feel confident in ourselves. And so... When we have a, a major idea before we approach that idea, before we actually go into that idea, we need to check the temperature of all these people around us. And you need to ask yourself, why are you asking someone who's never done anything of mention for any advice? Come on. Now, if they if they've done some major things, OK, cool. Maybe run it by one or two people. Maybe run it by an actual coach. Not your friends from high school who's still sitting at home, not doing anything. That work at the post office. No shade. Yes. <laughs> No why, why are you asking them? Exactly. <laughs> why are you asking them? So that's another thing. Why are you asking people who have never been where you want to go for directions? Exactly. Gotcha. I would say the majority of them are, they're always asking for permission. Mm, yeah, that confidence. When I get into groups and settings with women, it isn't the skill that's holding them back. It's the permission. And I'm like, if it's legal, it that hurts my feelings for them. It's It's sad. And sometimes I leave sessions and it's That's sad because the skills is not what she's lacking. It isn't the resources. She's lacking confidence and feeling like someone needs to give her permission to actually create something. And then lastly, we don't go after sometimes those lucrative projects. We kind of take a step back. A man will go after these projects and be so mediocre. He'll go after these projects. Oh, every time. And have... No business. That he has no business applying for. And get it. With the most confidence and get the job because you yes. didn't apply for it. So he got it. And we will be sitting there with all of the requirements, all of the skills, not apply. The certifications, the paperwork. Everything. Everything. <laughs> Typically it's our fault and it's not lack of skills. Yeah. Oh man, that hurts my feelings. Yes. Listeners get rich crew. That is why I do what I do. Mm -hmm. Literally. That's why this podcast is called get rich or get drunk trying because I am unapologetic about the bag I want. 
I'm unapologetic about bringing people that look like me into the fold because you're never going to be able to listen to this show and feel like you're not allowed to ask for more. You're not allowed to charge more. That is your job. Prosperity is your job. That's why you guys work so hard. You absolutely are not allowed to lack the confidence to even do the thing. Like mm-hmm. that is crazy. That's something you have to work on. You absolutely must tap in with Christy's platform because she is constantly enriching us and getting us together and teaching us the why. And um, I will say about myself, I have the opposite problem. I got all the confidence in the world. Now I'm learning the skills. That's that's why I'm aligning myself with people like you, because I got the confidence. The skills is what I'm working on. And I mean, that's that's fair. But you would be amazed at how hard it is to for me to help women get the confidence. Also, women forget their skills. Just because you've gained all these skills on a job, you still got them. You know, I sometimes I have to work with women and purge. Right. You didn't leave them with the job. You didn't leave them with the job. Sometimes I have to purge these skills from women. They're not understanding that some of these skills they already have, we could package them up and market them at a high level because you still did it. I don't care if you did it for Staples or Walmart, whoever you work for, you still did it. Now them skills need to transfer into getting your bag. Now we need to package it up in a way to get your bag. Oh, I love a bag package. I am a big fan. I think that is the perfect time for a cocktail. <laughs> Christy, what do you drink? What do you sip on when you are celebrating a six and seven figure deal? What is the women CEO wind down beverage? Oh, shit. Okay. Get into it. Get it. Okay. Get into it. Rose me, please. Moet me, please. Champagne me down. This is the only. This is the only one. Really? This is the only one. I keep. This is. This is my office, so I keep bottles in here. Okay, I love that for you. That's the. This, this is my daily drink. We celebrating every day. So whether we celebrating something that happened, whether we celebrate just getting through the day, that's my wine down. You know, drink. It doesn't have that many uh, carbs. That makes perfect sense for you. that's what we do that makes perfect sense for you if you guys are just listening and not watching us right now christy just broke out a bottle of moet rose i love it she says she keep them stacked we need a sponsorship who do we know at the moet hennessy lvmh hit hit us up word slide in my dms let me introduce you to christy because we done bought enough i'm a voove girl oh i bought enough okay the least they could do. I like that one too, though. Yeah, I'm a Vouv girl, but I would never turn down a beautiful rosé. Like, I'm here for that. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> Babes, it's time for you to get yourself a bottle and celebrate how you're going to make more money yes. in 2022. So my call that I booked with you, Christy does these amazing coaching calls, y'all. So the call that I booked with you was my first ever coaching call, ever. Like in life. Really? And yeah, ever, of all time. And I really took my time trying to figure out who I wanted to get a coaching call from. And for me, the reason was like, who do I want to be like? Who has the business that I want to have? Who has the paperwork? Okay, get into it. Who has, I'm baby, you're going to get your flowers over here. Who has the business that I want to have? That's oh. the person that I'm going to book. And I learned so much in that I think we spent 90 minutes together. Um, But my question to you is, what is the importance of business coaching? I was on this planet 30 years and had never had a coaching session. So 
Tell me more about what the importance is for the girls in the audience who've never had business coaching, don't know why they need it. I didn't know I needed it until you showed me I needed it. Give us the scoop. Let's get into it. I'm going to bring you through the path of me getting coaching, and it starts before Women's CEO Project. When I was a realtor, like I said, I started off as a broke realtor, and I stayed a broke realtor for like five years, okay? Now, this is me being a broke realtor, having options to not be broke. A lot of times you have the answer in your face, but you're sitting here like, nah, I can Google it. I can do this. I can do that. And Googling hasn't helped you thus far. So it's like, you gotta, you gotta make a move. Google can get you started. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Google your account balance and see how that's working out. Yes. Right. You know, there are levels to everything. Okay. There are levels to everything. There are levels to getting to the money quicker. I am a person that will tell you, you can Google, read, research yourself into a millionaire. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not going to tell you you can't. Now, how long it takes you to get there, that's up to you. Right. Or you could hire someone to go along with that Googling and research that you do to get there a bit faster. Okay. All right. So I got my real estate um, and I'm with Keller Williams at the time. And there's this lady named Monique who's coming up once a month and she's trailing up her group of successful realtors. Okay. Every month. And I'm sitting back there watching like, "Mm -hmm. I'm going to Google it. Mm -hmm." I watched this woman for years make realtor after realtor after realtor successful. And I'm still sitting here with this dumb idea talking about I'm going to Google it. And then at some point I went to, this is the monthly meeting that we have to attend. One month I went and, and I had an attitude and I'm like, chick, yeah, you could Google it, but you still broke. Right. So how's that working out? You still sitting here calling your dad to, to change out your tires. Not for four or five years in a row. Wow. Like it's not working. Okay. So I'm telling you guys so that you don't do it. Okay, you don't have to work with me. You can work. You may not be able to get on my calendar quiet as is kept now, but work with somebody, work with someone. Okay, sometimes our ego tells us that we can do all these things that we have never done and we could have worked with somebody to get us there a bit quicker. Okay, I go to that last meeting. I'm really with an attitude because I'm struggling. Okay. I watched Monique bring up a couple more realtors and one of them had started with me in, at, the, at that office. And I'm just like, okay. You ready now? I call Monique's office and I'm like, all right, how much is it to work with Monique? I'm ready in my mind. I wasn't ready in my pocket, but I got ready. Okay. Monique was $600 a session. Her sessions were two hours. They were in person, $600 a session. I did not have the money. Okay. But what I had was two printers in my office. I decided which one I needed the least. Oh, okay. I sold, I sold one of the printers on Craigslist and I sold my Gucci bag. <laughs> right. Okay. I had, I had, I had a Gucci bag from college. It's vintage now. I see it again, but I had a Gucci bag from college. I sold that Gucci bag and that printer. And that's how I got the money for one session. Mm, I love that. I love that. Come on, investment. Come on, sacrifice. But that session was a game changer. I go to have that session with Monique and I realize, okay, Jesus, this is what I was supposed to be doing. 
That one session. That's why he put it in your face for four years. He made he made me just sit there and watch. And, you know, some lessons I'm a quick learner. Some lessons I'm a thorough learner. <laughs> I got to mm-hmm. see it over and over and over. So, okay, I start working with Monique and I don't have the money to just pay her out for months. I'm session by session getting it together. Where you can. And I got it together. But in about six months, I had enough to pay her for the next six months because mm. it's working now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Monique has me more strategic and more intentional on my marketing. And at, at the time, my marketing was in person. We didn't have social media, guys. Right. This was a long time ago. So my marketing got more intentional. I really started looking at and I niched. I stopped going after every buyer. Everybody. Yeah. And I went after engineers and nurses. Mm. That's it. Engineers and nurses. Why? I was still in a lot of the engineering clubs from my college. Okay. Gotcha. So you already had a network there. I already had a network there. And then Houston has a huge medical center. So those were the two that I picked. But then it's like, okay, how, what kind of houses do you want to sell? I want to sell in this range. Then it's like, okay, Christy, who can afford in that range? So I go on salary.com and try to look at some of the jobs that can afford the type of houses I want to sell. It sounds like common sense, but you would be amazed at how many realtors don't know what what industry can even afford the type of houses you're trying to sell on a regular. Mm. Right? Mm. That definitely sounds like common sense. So then when I pull up step one, <laughs> when I pull up some industries, you know, I decide, okay, pick this one, this one, this one, because I'm in Houston and these are better for Houston. So that's how I pick the industries. Long story short, Monique helps me become very successful in real estate, okay? The only uh, reason I stopped working with Monique is she got married and moved to another state. So I had that lesson from Monique. That's the money that I used to launch Women's CEO Project. I was now a stronger realtor. I became a broker. All that came from working with Monique, came from coaching, so as soon as I started Women's CEO Project, I didn't wait them five years. I had learned my lesson. <laughs> I hired a coach within the first year. Smart. Okay. Her name was Star Hall. Star Hall does not coach anymore. But I hired Star Hall. I, the reason I hired Star Hall, someone asked me just last week. I said, I hired her because she was a single mom of three. Mm. So I'm saying this for a reason. I hired her because she was a single mom of three. And I loved how scrappy she was. She didn't have a degree and she was a single mom of three. However, and she was resourceful, very resourceful. And I had seen her on stage twice in one year at two different conferences. I said, okay, you know how to get yourself in the room. That's who I need to work with. I'm not looking at who has the most degrees, who has the most followers, who has no, 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 no. I'm looking at yep. and the flash and the shenanigans. Exactly. That's why I hired I hired her. I hired her early. Now, when I started Women's CEO, I had no intentions on becoming a coach. Because I'm still lacking a little bit of that confidence. It didn't even cross my mind. I was going to Steve Harvey it. Okay. Y'all saw Kings of Comedy? It's old. Uh-huh. But if y'all saw Kings of Comedy, <laughs> of he brought people out. He had a little set. Together. But he brought them out. Mm-hmm. In my mind. You wanted to create the platform for other people. I was creating the platform gotcha. and I was just bringing them out. In the first year of Women's CEO, I had over 80 events. Eight zero. That's crazy. I didn't teach any of them. I hired speakers. That's even crazier. <laughs> I hired speakers and teachers, and that's all the my real estate money going into that. 
Well, my coach made a suggestion. She was like, Christy, I really feel like you would be a good coach. I really feel like you would be a good speaker. And I think you should start creating products. She told me all of this in a row in one of our sessions. And it hadn't even occurred to me. I sat there after our session and I sat in the same spot until it went from light to dark. And I said, why didn't I ever consider myself as a coach? Don't know. If you've gotten an MBA, you've been taught how to consult businesses. So why wouldn't I see myself as a coach? Sometimes you need a coach to see. You already had the tools. Had the tools. Sometimes you need somebody to see something in you that you don't currently see in yourself. If that's, if that's all she did with the money I paid her, it was worth it. Okay. It was worth every dollar. It was worth every dollar. Exactly. Because look at the empire that you've built based on just that little nugget of information, based on someone that you respected and admired, seeing something in you that you didn't see in yourself. So I guess that would be my takeaway is like the coaching is going to give you not just strategy and tangible things, but sometimes the confidence, sometimes the spark, sometimes the light bulb, the aha moment. And because you were glued to that seat for the next 12 hours working on that puzzle piece, that catapulted you into the next phase of your life. I think that's a major key. Like, oh man, I should have got a coach sooner. That's why I'm a coach now. That's why That's why I'm a coach now. I think everybody listening, y'all need to tap in. Get, get you a coach. All these years later, all these millionaires you've made later came from that one idea of somebody telling you, you need to tap into coaching. Yes. Shout out to Star. Hopefully she's listening. Hey girl, hey. So should all entrepreneurs... I'm going to have to tag her. Yes, please. Uh, Do you think all entrepreneurs should invest in coaching or is it for new entrepreneurs or seasoned entrepreneurs? Like, is this for everybody? That's an awesome question. And I get it all the time. All. I keep a coach. Love it. I keep a coach. I don't trust coaches who don't have a coach. Who's your coach? Because there's always new levels. You got somebody that made more money than you. Yeah. (laughs) 100%. You know, it's always new skills. Got you. Okay. And I've had coaches, um, well-known coaches, who told me when I had reached their capacity. Mm, And that's how it should be, right? Like, Christy. I've taught you everything I know, and it's time for you to move on. Yeah. And and I've I've done that with two different clients. I love that. I think that's what integrity is. Yes. And so they let me know, like, hey, here's a suggestion. It's time for you to move forward. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I became a coach. And it's helped so many other women become, you know, seven figures, solid six figure mm. women making six figures every month, Oof. making, you know, seven figures each year, sending me all these contracts. It's hard for me to go a day without somebody sending me some money that they got. Christy, this is the contract I got. I've gotten four this week. What's today? Today's Thursday. I've gotten four this week. I love that for them. I love that for you. It is a blessing to be a blessing sharing those good gifts, honey. Uh, So I tell my audience all the time that the best marketer wins. It's not about who has the best product or the best service. If nobody knows it exists, honey. So the best marketer wins every single time. You are a master marketer. Uh, What are the people not doing? What are we not doing when it comes to marketing? What Mm. plays are we sleeping on that we should be tapping into? Okay, good question. Guys, this is the thing. Marketing is a living thing. Either you got to do this, you got to do one or the other. 
You have to become an expert in marketing or you get got to get the money together to, to hire an expert for your, for your business to do the marketing, okay? And even if you have the money to hire someone, you still need to be decent in marketing. That's how people get screwed with not understanding ads and they hire somebody and this person is practicing on, you know, finding your keywords with your money. You could have practiced your damn self. I'm dead. You need to know what's going on. Right, you know, so you can check even behind. Even if you can hire some, yeah, just so you can kind of know what's going on. Because there are people out here that will take advantage if they know that she don't even know what I'm doing. She's just going to keep yep. paying me every month. This yep. happens every week where somebody tells me. With no result. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things that I feel like people aren't doing with marketing is they feel like every single thing that they need to do in their business or should do in their business is supposed to be perfectly comfortable. Okay. Mm, okay. Everything that you do in your business, I mean, this this is not rainbows and butterflies. This is business. Every single thing that you have to do in your business is not going to be comfortable or fun or glamorous or built for the grand. Or look good okay? on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't care about <laughs> having a perfect feed. If you go to my page, you can tell I don't care. I will have two white posts back to back. I will have two color, but I don't care. I care nothing about that. And I don't care so much about likes. I care more about conversions. Amen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Same. And you have to, you have to be so in tune with your marketing, understanding that, okay, yes, I'm going to market, but I'm going to measure. Marketing is measuring. Marketing is measuring what's going on, your activities. Is it converting? Okay, we just launched this. We used a a particular link. Now let's open up our Google Analytics and see how many people jumped on the website in the first 10 minutes after we use this link. Is it converting? Are these people going from this link to a purchase? Okay, I've had posts on Instagram that have 200 likes that booked me out for a month of discovery calls. Love that, love that. Kid you not. Love that. Clarice was like, what did you just post? Because you're booked. (laughs) That was in April last year. And it's the simplest, it's usually the simplest, most chill uh, screenshot of a tweet every single time and it goes platinum. I think that is a major key, friends. It is not that you guys are always doing terrible marketing. It's that you don't study what works. You don't measure your analytics. You don't go back and figure out what actually made the person move or what converted. Or And then when you understand those things, you can optimize it every single turn and improve each little step so every single lead converts. Also, guys, you need to read the book. Major key. Major And like, guys, oh, you know, we're going to take a book recommendation from you, honey. That's coming. (laughs) But tell us anyway. What Asia just said. What's the get rich read of the week? If you have, I have several, but if you haven't read um, Building a Story Brand, this man need to send me a check too. If it didn't help so many people, I wouldn't even talk about it this much. Okay. Building a Story Brand is responsible for my website having an over 300% conversion rate over what it had before. Oh, no. Oh. Oh, that's a crazy improvement. That's crazy. 300%. When I look at my analytics, people are staying on my website two and three minutes. Oh, wow. Okay. They're on the website two and three minutes. Yeah, they're getting into it. They're deep diving. Yes. And I have different things on that website to make them stay on that website. You're not going to keep coming back to my website and not buying something. You're not going to keep coming back to my website and you haven't booked something. It's going to happen, you know, but going back to what you just said, looking at what works, 
you you can't get so romantic about business. Business is numbers. Like at the end of the at the end of a basketball game, there aren't we, we can't get romantic about the winner. Somebody won, somebody lost. The end. The end. <laughs> yes. The score is the MF score. Period. That's how you gotta talk to yourself. Christy, did you hit your goal, boo? Or you didn't. Did you make your money? What what did you do, you know? And so with marketing, you have to look at, yes, this is beautiful, but is it doing the job? Is it giving what it's supposed to give, right? Or do I need to change to what's working? I don't like the plain black and white Twitter posts, but guess what? I just opened up my insights. <laughs> they move. What are my top posts? Tweets. What are my top Tweets. posts for the last 12 Tweets. months? Yep. Tweet. I love it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter what I want. It doesn't matter what I like. It ain't about me. Yep. It's not about you. It's, it's about the target audience. It's about your target audience. Yep. It's about serving those people. It's about those conversions. I love that. I love that. I love that. You know, I teach y'all Instagram all the time and social media mm-hmm. all the time. And keep it simple, stupid. Stop racking your brain. Up all hours of the night, hiring 32 graphic designers, a screenshotted tweet of something that moved your audience, taught them something, inspired them something, educated them in some way with a call to action for them to move on to the next thing can change your entire business when you get consistent about putting out that quality information. I think that is everything. Come on, Insights. They tell us. they Instagram tells us what we need to be doing more of. It's not, you don't have to go figure it out. It's right there. It's up to you if you want to ignore it. That's your business. But it's free. But Instagram is telling you, girl, the ugly black and white posts that you don't like. They work every time. Who cares? (laughs) But also, I think people don't understand shareable content and the fact that you are always trying to leverage. Okay? So you're trying to leverage your content and make it go as far as possible. Okay? So... You want to try your best to create as much shareable content as you can. Let me let me describe that. Because I hate when I read something, they're like, create shareable content and they move on. What the hell is shareable content then? Right. I need a little bit more clarity on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Break that down. Break that down. So shareable content is content that makes you, I'm sorry, your audience look smart, resourceful, cool, witty, that type of thing. Okay. So you have to think about it. Yes, I know you had you just had a photo shoot, right? And you have some beautiful photos. Are people going to share a photo of you? Never. Nope. It's not a thing. Nope. Now, doesn't mean you don't need to share a photo of yourself. You do. You need to share a photo of yourself a couple times a month. Yes. Clear photo. So people can kind of determine. Who you are. Do, does she seem trustworthy? What do I think about her? Yes. All right. But shareable content is the content that will get your name spread further than your page. Because somebody's like, oh, that sounds good. Let me put this in my stories. Yes. I got to tell my homegirl that. Mm -hmm. Right? So now they share it. Now you don't just have access to your audience. You have access to their audience. Yep, you've doubled. That is also how you get a lot of new eyes. Okay, you'll have new eyes and new lurkers that they may not like the post, but they're in your stories. Right. And these are people who could potentially convert to becoming a client because your whole goal with this social media and a lot of your marketing, especially for coaches and service professionals, 
You're trying to get people at the top of your funnel to get them into there. Bingo. So you always have to perfect top of funnel marketing strategies. Top of funnel marketing strategies. I could not agree more. Awareness me down. Yes. Always be feeding your funnel. Always, 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 always. That is the purpose of your social media. That's the purpose of your organic content. That's the purpose of your advertising is to get more people, more of the right people in front of what it is that you offer so that they can be moving through your channels. That applies on social media. That applies on Shopify. That applies in real life. Move those people down. And that is where the money is. That is the gold at the end of the rainbow. Oh, Christy, you know what? I can already tell we're going to have to have another episode because- Baby, there's so much for you to teach the people. Like, oh, y'all, I hope those, I hope those uh, edges are glued down. Y'all, y'all I'm not an, Insta- I'm not an Instagram right. coach. We coach. I'm not an Instagram life. coach. So, you know, we we got more than we got more than what we just saw. Then motivational the quotes. <laughs> Asia, I think you do good top of mar- uh, top of funnel marketing strategies. I think you do it good. Oh, thank what? Thank you. I try. I really do try. I, that is my specialty. Those videos. I want to get the people in the door. They're going to get these reels. They're, I mean, and yep. then I see their names going from comments on social media to booked and in my courses. So it does work. And I appreciate that. I will take it. Uh, I want to talk about being adaptable, right? Like mm-hmm. I read, you wrote that when you launched Women CEO Project, you had one idea of the things that would make you money, but it didn't work out that way. And instead of like being stuck on that, you just adapted. You got into other avenues. Like, can you talk to us about adaptability in business? You have to be adaptable in business if you plan on being in business long-term, okay? If you plan on being in business long-term- Well, there it is, folks. (laughs) Things change. The economy changes. Just this morning, I was talking to someone about preparation. You know, we woke up to some some unfortunate news this morning, just things going on in the world. And it makes you wonder and sit back and say, well, what is what what impact could that have on me, our family, our business, that type of thing? So you want to put several, several, several layers in your life, if possible. And I'm, I'm not talking to the people who are just trying to figure out how to make it. Okay, so tuck this information for later. Okay, but you want to, as soon as you can, start to create layers like, okay, if this fails, I got I can pull from here. If this fails, we can do this lane. If this main part of the business fails, we already got two analysts in the office who do this whole new product that brings in twenty thousand dollars a month. If, if we have four people working on that product, maybe we could bring in another $20,000 a month and make that $40,000 a month in case this product starts slowing down. That's what we do in my husband's office. We have three different products going on. If one of them gets attacked, there are two other products. We've still got two left. We got two other products going. We'll move those people to that. Okay. That's how he's been in business 29 years. Okay. Mm. So going to my business, You do have to try different things, okay? You do have to try different things to me within your niche. I did not know that events were going to start to hit coaching like that. Had no idea. I used to do so many events. Keep in mind, the very first year I started Women's CEO Project, I had over 80 events. I think it was 82. 
In one year, I did 82 events. I, it was too much. I was like about to shut down. That is nuts. In hindsight. Okay. <laughs> yes, it is. So when I tell people I've done over 400 events, they don't have any context. I've done over 400 events in the last 19 years. Okay. And I've been saying over 400 for years. So I don't know how many events I've done. I used to be the girl that would throw these big networking events in Houston, even before Women's CEO Project. I'm just trying to figure out how to meet people who want to buy a house. Period. Okay. Mm-hmm. I would negotiate with these places and have them um, ha- like let me ha- host an event. And they're like, as long as the bar spends X, then you don't have to pay anything. So I'm trying to get as many people there. I rarely had to pay anything to get some cocktails and get some clients. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. And so with business, you have to be open to, okay, here's the goal, but I may get to that goal a little bit different, you know, than I had expected. I didn't start Women's CEO Project to be a coach. I was a year in before my coach said, you should probably, you know, think about becoming a coach. And I didn't think about it too long, by the way. I thought about it for the rest of that evening and I started there. You dived in, (laughs) you dove in. I started my first digital product that night. Oh, wow. You know, after once I got up from that spot, I started creating my first digital product. If you do a Google search and look really far, you'll still find it online, but it, it evolved. I, and and a very important thing I want to mention, you decide the lane that you're going to go in. Don't let other people decide it for you. For the first and you can change it at any time. Exactly. You're the boss. You're the boss. You don't you don't leave a job to go into this business and then still do something you don't want to do. Okay? Mm-hmm. I felt that. Because we were creating so much momentum with Women's CEO Project, within a year and a half, I was at the White House for Women's CEO Project. Wild. Okay. I was doing interviews like this all the time. You told them how to introduce Christy and Women's CEO Project. You broke it down for them. So once I started correcting people, I also started thinking about, do I really want to work with people with startups? Mm -hmm. Okay. And I realized that that wasn't the best use of my skills. I was scared to change it because I felt like if I change it to work with people who are already in business, even if they've only been in business one year and I work more on this strategy. Your expectations are going to go up. Plus, Mm -hmm. I thought people were going to be like, Once I started niching, I'm thinking people, I'm going to lose people. But over time, I've niched more and more and more. And the more that I niche, the more money the business has made. Okay. That's one thing. Amen. The riches are in the niches. I tell people that all the time. That's where the back is. That is where it is. And then also just being open to, okay, how can I flesh out this idea and try it and see if it will work? I did a new idea last year. It's a smaller version of my retreats. It's called Power Weekend. Okay. Because all of Because you did one in Miami yes. and I missed it. But I'm definitely going to be at the part two. Ooh. Okay. It was fun. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. It was so fun. And the thing is, I didn't give myself a lot of time to mull over it and decide not to do it. That's one thing. We decided within a week. Clarice and I put it together within about a week. I put the money up and I'm like, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Love it. Let's see. Let's see. And it was one of those ideas that I just had briefly earlier last year. And I'm like, okay, once we sell out of uh, South Africa, we'll go into it. South Africa sold out in 28 hours. So then it was like, well, I guess we can work on this now. 
Yeah. Oh well, you said <laughs> that's what I told her. You I was said like, you I, would. I guess we'll work on this now. And again, guys, it was not in the plan. It was not something that you know I I thought was going to kind of really bring in a lot of income. But it was one of my most profitable projects last year, and I'm like, wow, okay. And it was one of the most fun. Every woman can't fly 24 hours to South Africa. To South Africa. But they can all come to Miami, honey. They can all come to Miami and enjoy Miami. You know, so that's why I have a product that can reach women who can't be away from home. For that long. Mm -hmm. That long. But they can still go. So just being open to, you know, okay, I still have the goal, but I may get to it a little bit different has so increased the profit of Women's CEO Project. Mm, I love that. I think the takeaway is be um, be strict and be firm in your destination, but be flexible in the route. It may not look the way you wanted it to look. It might look different than how you manifested it and dreamed it, but be open to new opportunities and seize them and see what happens. Like you never know what the universe is putting in your path and it's probably there for a reason. Okay. Yep. So this entire episode, we've been making money, but I need a get rich tip. Like what should we be doing with our finances so that we can be seven figure Mm. boss babes? Like, is give me a savings tip or an investing tip or a raise the price tip. I want them all, but just give me one for right now. What is the get rich tip of the week? Diversify. Mm. Diversify. Like I was saying earlier about having multiple layers. If Women CEO Project closed today, it would be super unfortunate and I will still have money. Oh, oh. Shivers. Love that. Love that for you. Just let just let that wash over you. Love it. Because look. <laughs> Take that to the bank and cash that check. Okay? We're going to be fine over here. Okay? Because you want to have multiple things. We could can, can we live off credit cards? Worst case scenario. How much space? We have a 7%. That's how much of the credit card space we use in 7%. That's it. So we leave space on there just in right. case everything hits the bank. Right. Okay? All of our real estate has equity. Some of the real estate has no mortgage. Okay, let's tap into that. It's cash flowing. Okay, so we good. Okay, I like gold. We have tenants. We have tenants in some real estate. It's cash flowing. They're paying the mortgage. Then we have other properties that have no mortgage. Out of all of our properties, only one of them has a mortgage. Okay, we buy gold. Okay, like the kings and queens that we are. Love it. Gold, just straight up gold here. Worst case scenario, this whole country fall apart. Everything falls apart. Gold's still going to be worth something. <laughs> you can accept some gold, okay? I keep, I like, I like cash in multiple different currencies. I got euros. I got pounds. I got, I got a little bit of everything just in case. Because we might need to catch a flight somewhere, but we got some money on us. <laughs> we got seven bitcoins. <laughs> we got... We got, we got. I love it. That is quite a diverse portfolio, honey. I'm here for it. Seven Bitcoins. We got ETH. We got multiple different cryptos plus just regular stocks. You know, that Bitcoin right there, we can go get a loan off the Bitcoin right now. Correct. Okay. Another thing we have art. Oh, I love that. That might be the first time anybody's like really touched on the art play on this show. We have art. The art is worth more than the houses. That's crazy. 
I love that. You know, you can go get a, you need to get your art appraised so you can go get a loan against your art. Some people go get a loan against their art and go and start businesses, buy trucks, that type of thing. Mm. Guys, Mm -hmm. we have a trucking company. We didn't talk about this, but I'm the president of the trucking company, 51% owner, 51% woman owned. We have trucks on the road right now. They don't stop unless they're getting maintenance. They're on the road right now, carrying goods to your house. Okay. Oh, love it. I love it. All I'm hearing is cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. In the background, we love diversification, multiple streams of income, putting your money in places where it is making you money because the bank is robbing you blind. Inflation is a scam. They're getting y'all left and right. They're getting us all left and right. So the best thing that we can do is safeguard. And the panorama Mm -hmm. and the panini for the past two years has shown us how quickly things can fall apart. So absolutely, we cannot afford to be in situations where we've got one stream of income and our money's in a bank. It's not going to work. The government has showed us it's not going to work. I don't know what else y'all need to prove to you that it is not going to work. Diversification is the name of the game. That is such a good tip. Okay, before I let you get out of here, I need two things. Okay. I need the Get Rich Read of the Week. What book should we be reading to 10x our lives in some type of way? And then I want to talk about Global Power Tour. Oh, okay. Cool. One of the books that I would suggest beyond um, the Building Your Story brand would be, I have so many I would say the, I know I was going to say you have so many, <laughs> like, I have so many, um, the war on art by Stephen Pressfield, because I'm going to assume a good portion of your audience are women. And so the war on art by Stephen Pressfield is a book that totally attacks fear and procrastination. Ooh. Okay. It's the best book that I've ever read on attacking fear. And a lot of times when I talk to women, they are assuming that I'm maneuvering and doing things minus fear. Mm -hmm. And I'm the first to tell you, I am fearful of a lot of things. We're just doing it anyway. But a lot of times- Yeah, that's what bravery is. It's not a lack of fear. It's being scared and doing it anyway. Yes. I get scared when I'm having all of these events and I got money out in five different places and it's like- Right, okay. Are you sure? Y'all coming? (laughs) Right. Are y'all coming? Right. (laughs) Are y'all coming? You know, but one thing that that book helps me to do is it helped me to identify why I'm fearful, which helps me to maneuver through it a lot better. Okay. So for some of you, you're fearful and you get stuck right there. Okay. But because you don't know how to identify, oh no, I'm not just procrastinating. I'm actually fearful of doing X. Why am I fearful of doing X? Why am I fearful of doing this marketing plan? Why? Because I'm scared no one's going to come. So that's why I haven't really done it. Instead of me just saying, I don't have time. You got time. They all got time. You just don't want to do it because you're, you're scared someone is not going to come. So that's that's the book that I would highly suggest in addition to reading, building the story brand. I love that. And guys, you know, I'm going to link the books for you in the show notes. Don't even trip. I got you covered. And I need to talk about the Global Power Tour because I have never seen anyone do events the way that you do them. And I have never seen anybody pick the locations that you pick. Like everybody wants to go to uh, Vegas and no shade to Vegas. We love Vegas. But tap me (laughs) in to the power tour 
and South Africa. Give me the Cape Town, <laughs> the Belize, the Abu Dhabi. Like, Christy, and that's just, this is why I hired you. This is why you were my very first coaching session because <laughs> you have the business I want to have. Like, if you ain't got a passport, you you ineligible. Sorry, we going top tier. We're champagneing it. You. I don't know what to tell you. It's five-star me down. I don't know what to tell you. Four seasons me, please. Y'all. Tell us about the Global Power Tour. Take don't take this the wrong way, but if you're on this platform, you trying to level up, okay? So oh, no, they already know that. <laughs> so understand this: Global Power Tour is just me sharing my normal life with you, okay? All of this is my normal life, okay? And I say that not with arrogance; it's something I prayed for. I prayed for what used to cost too much to be my normal. Of course, we're flying business. Of course, we're flying first class. That's like my husband say, if we can't fly first, we don't need to go. I don't want to go. Exactly. <laughs> he's, yes. he's six foot three. He can't be in no little economy seats. He's too tall, you know? No, it's not possible. So mm-hmm. <laughs> Global Power Tour, guys, was a, it was a brave initiative, okay? If you go all the way Very. back and you see the first Global Power Tour commercial or, or launch video, I'm in a Porsche, right? Oh. I didn't rent that Porsche. That was that was my Porsche, period. OK, period. That was my pay for Porsche that I got off the lot. Like, let's you what's, what's what? How much is it? Let's go get a cashier's check. That was my Porsche. OK, I love it. Now, mm-hmm. when I did Global Power Tour, you got to have deposits and money in multiple places. So I sold that Porsche after I did that video and deposited the money into my. Nice. Into, OK, yes, I deposited the money into forwarding this goal. So the goal was to do 30 cities in 18 months. I don't know what I was thinking. That was pretty ambitious. But right now we are on city 19. Yeah, that's insane. That's insane. (laughs) City 19 since 2016. And I do global power tour all over the world. Crazy. Okay. For me, I don't like- And what are the, some of the cities that you've hit? Ghana. Yeah. What are the, what are some of the cities? Ghana. I've done South Africa, Ghana, um, I've done Canada and I've done multiple cities in the U.S. I've done New York, Philly, D.C., um, Miami, Dallas, Baton Rouge. I mean, I've done multiple cities. They're all Love on the it. website, guys. We like li- list them one by one by one. But my annual conference is in Houston every year. We redo Houston every single year because some women can't make it to the city. Like some women are like, can you come to Ohio? Can you come here? And I'm like, y'all, I can't come for one or two people. It'll be better for you to come to Houston. No, but you can come to Houston. So every year. Yes. That's what I tell them. Like you can come to Houston. You know, every year we do the annual one in Houston, Texas. It's November 5th this year. And so I try to mix the business plus the luxe. Okay. You're going to get the business from me. Period. You're going to get the business. You're going to get the business. Yeah, that's the standard. But let's let's sauce it up a little bit. Let's pour some champagne on the top. But you're going to get the luck. And so Global Power Tour Conference is a little different from the Power Retreat. The Power Retreat. They're part, they're all under the same trademark, the same umbrella, okay? Global Power Tour Conference is all high-level networking. You still get the luck, though, okay? The retreats, I want you to come and relax. And get the looks in the business. Because Tulum looked crazy. Because some of these women, they're getting away from their family, their kids. They need a break. They need a few days of not being called mom. 
They need to, you know, learn and have their creative juices flowing because they're learning while somebody is pouring them champagne, while somebody is doing a foot massage on them, while they're overlooking some greenery or a pool. Love it. You can come up with some creative ideas when you learn it like that. Absolutely. That's the vibes I got from all of your Tulum marketing. Okay. So that's, that's my goal. I want her to go back home refreshed. Energized. Mm-hmm. I mean, we put so much work into it and I'm a Virgo and I'm every single bit of a Virgo. So I will never pick a place for my attendees that I wouldn't stay in. Okay. So a lot of the times I go and I spend the money and we fly there so I can do site visits. Okay. So I check a place out before I even bring attendees there. I need to check the grout. I need to check the shower. I need to check the towels. I need to check the sheets. I need to see the location. But for me, there is no two lux. Okay. It's a couple places I'm trying to bring my attendees within the next two years where you just saw that on Downton Abbey, girl. Mm, levels. But let's go. Levels. Levels. I love that. Okay. Hint, 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 hint. Okay. So, honey, say less. That is global power too. I'd love to have you. Asia, you know I would like for you to come. Done, 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 done. We will talk about it. Don't call me. I'm unavailable. I'm wherever Christy is. We are having Moet Rosé. I'm learning about the trucking industry. Like all the things. Yes, yes, yes. I am in. Guys. Asia, all I served was Moet and the verb. That's all I, that's all I served. That's it. I love that. I love that. The, the, the champagne bill was twenty two thousand dollars. Because we're not. Because we're not. We're not doing just a little swallow. No. I hate. I hate that. Don't don't give me a swallow and put on the the flyer that we had champagne. Right. Right. Okay. Refill me. If you can't refill me, don't serve champagne. Mm, I love it. That is that. You know what? That's the perfect note. To close it out on. I knew you were going to give me everything. This is why I was stalking you to get you on this show. I plan on begging Christy to do a part two. But when she gets back from taking over the other side of the planet in a few weeks, I promise y'all I will ask. This was everything. It was such a pleasure to have you. Guys, I will have all of Christy's information in the show notes, links to Global Power Tour, links to her social media, links to how you can book a coaching call with her if you can. Now, now it might be 2023 <laughs> before you get on, but yeah, all you can do is shoot your shot. I'm telling you right now, as soon as you hear this episode, secure your position because the price is going up and I cannot get you an appointment. I can't, I'm trying to get my own appointment. I can't get yours and mine. Okay. And just FYI, guys, Asia is doing an awesome job. If you are looking at her and you're like, should I take the next step? I want you to read her story. I want you to look at what she's doing. She is doing what she's supposed to do. She's leveraging the tools, guys. Okay. And she getting up on the gram flawless. Go on and take some notes and go on and do it, guys. You have to you have to be aspirational. Some of some of y'all ain't getting clients because don't nobody want to be you. Oh, all right. So I'm gonna I don't have nothing else to say. <laughs> On that note, I think we're done. I love it. I love it. All right, get crystal. We will see y'all next time. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you've learned something amazing, let's continue the conversation. 
Follow me on Instagram at get rich or get drunk trying and tell me what you took from today's show. Then tap in at get rich or get drunk trying.com to get all the details and links from today's episode. I cannot wait to get rich with you next time. Until then, peace.